good to have you on here, Tim. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate you having me on. Good stuff. Well, man, I kind of wanted to start and understand more around like at what age, because I know you were in the military for like six years, right? That's correct, yeah. What age did you actually make a mental decision that, hey, I'm joining the fucking military? That was as early as my memory started working, to be honest. I was a little boy. That was the dream. I didn't actually get into it was 22, but I, if as long as I can remember, I was joining the military and that was it and there was nothing stopping me. So why is that though? Like it, it was someone in your family in the military, like at such a young age, like why was that such a, like a strong, I guess, intention and goal? I love this country and I know how good this country is for some other places in the world. This is such a great place. And so I had a real sense of pride and I wanted to do something with that and actually serve my country. So the army was that the meeting of that sense of purpose, that sense of pride, but also a job that was uh, drawn drawing to me of physical and active and, and cool as well. Young kid, young boy, you want to run around and shoot guns. And so that all together drove me to thinking, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. And when I was that young, I didn't really understand or consciously think about my mindset, but knowing myself now, it's so innate within me, but that when I have something, my mind on something, nothing's stopping me. Like I'll duck and weave or go through any obstacles. And that was just the way it was back then as well. Fucking awesome. So when you were growing up, like in school, was your circle of friends also on the same page as you? No, not really. I think the me going to the military actually really split me off from my main group. So that was quite hard to do because we were a tight-knit group. So I kind of went against the grain by going to the military because as soon as you go, you, you disappear because all the training establishments and any postings, they're all over the country. So you kind of, dare I say, make that sacrifice from the very start of see you later, everyone, and the life I know and the comfortabilities I have because you're going to be moving away and, and start a whole new life. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a commitment, right? Yeah, so it's it's not for the faint-hearted. So you obviously then, you applied for the military straight after school, is that right? Yeah, straight away, as soon as I was 18, I applied. But they said at that time it was very competitive to get in. It was quite hot in Iraq and Afghanistan. So the numbers were huge with people applying and they said just go away and, and grow up a bit. So I, I went off and, and then waited my time. When they say go away and grow up and get some life experience, like what, what does that mean? I think it just means... Well, there's two parts to it. One, they have so many numbers coming in that they can pick and choose. And so like someone fresh out of school, 18, they just say, go away and, and do something, travel, get a job, whatever it is, and then, and then come back to us. Because I was, there was other options I could have gone in terms of jobs within the military, but I was after cavalry, which is not horseback anymore, it's armored vehicles. And I wanted that job only. So that made me, okay, you need to wait. And that, that's why it was such a big time frame from when I got in. Yeah, nice. What was the first six months like for you? Pretty full on. Yeah, absolute. Flipped my world upside down. It's a whole new way of thinking, being, living. Everything changes and that's the whole purpose of it. It's to strip you down. Anyone coming into military training pretty much just leaves any baggage, any, you know, past history, anything at the door and everyone's now a soldier and they build you up from, from the ground up and then create who they need to have in the military. And so it was really full on. Did it live up to your expectation you had as a kid growing up as a dream, like that first six months? Yeah, definitely. The, the first six months were, were a bit like, what have I done? Because it was, it was such a shock to the system. And that's the whole purpose, as I said. But particularly once I got into the proper army, like got posted to my unit and started doing my core job, that's when I was like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. This is exactly what I wanted. Yeah, nice. That's great. And so at what stage did you then start 
developing an interest in property? I mean, maybe was it before, was it before the military or was it during? No, it was actually during because my, as I said at the start, like I get just absolutely fixated on a goal or something. And prior to military, it was the military. So once I got in and I achieved that goal, I, I was starting, I felt a little bit lost for a bit. I'm thinking, oh, well, I, for as forever as I know, I've been driving towards this. Now I've hit that. And then I almost felt a bit like, oh, I need a new direction. So I knew army wasn't going to be forever. It wasn't going to be a full-on career. And it was an end game of thinking, okay, how do I do something different? Because I don't want to just go back to a normal job, a nine to five kind of job, because it just doesn't sit right with me. My mindset is not, I just never got doctrinated into thinking that you need to go to nine to five until you're 65. So then I started researching investments and then property became, you know, blurringly obvious to me as a great vehicle to to build wealth to get freedom and of time so that's that's when that passion just started really coming in strong so how did that process play out so you're obviously a soldier and you're you're obviously doing what you do there and then in your spare time are you literally just on the phone and the computer just on the internet browsing and developing knowledge and learning is that how it works exactly right yep and i, I was never great at school but my consumption of knowledge for property was just insane like just prove to me that if you have a, a passion for something then you can you can easily do it so i didn't care about school but once i got understanding about property i just consumed education and i didn't really read but i was reading books podcasts websites magazines whatever it was every spare minute was just consuming all that knowledge understanding property going through all the different strategies that are available all the different experts and it particularly became crazy in when i was in deployed in iraq and if i wasn't out on a mission i was literally on my laptop just consuming and that just every day just got more and more and more and i was just obsessive yeah then the cycle just went on from there right yeah that's it so do you remember the first time like or where you were when you bought that first property yeah so my first property we actually built as a owner occupier for me and my partner georgie and then this first investment property, we were, we just moved into our property to live in. And then we, we just started buying properties from there. It was, I think that was 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And investment. so are a lot of the other like peers within the, the military, are they also like in property investment junkies or are they just all, all into different types of stuff? No, not really. And that's what, that's what concerned me in a way, if that's the right word, because once I understood and consumed so much knowledge about it, I understood that, that you have to do something different with your life if you want something different. And then there were so many people who just never even had the inclination to think about something different or look up something different. So I was like, oh, wow, no one's really doing this that I know of. There was one or two guys who were into property, but it wasn't a common conversation. It wasn't anything that I could pick brains of anyone around me in terms of the army. So I became that property guy. Because the word, because I kept it under wraps, but the words would get out when I, when I'd say something like, "Oh, I didn't know that. How do you know so much?" And all of a sudden, I became that guy, the property guy. So yeah, that's unreal. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit like a drug, right? Like once you get a hit and you you get a taste of what it's like, and obviously what it can do for you for the long term in terms of the future, for your wealth and for your, your just financial situation, like it becomes pretty addictive, right? Absolutely addictive, and it's not it's not easy, but it's really simple. And it can be so complex from people making it complex. You see so many people out there, well, dare I say spruikers that have all these complex plans and strategies, but the core of it just needs to be really simplistic, just acquire assets 
that grow and appreciate over time that can produce you an income. That's really the basis of it. And then you just figure out your strategy specifically. Some people complicate it, but it's just absolutely addictive once you get your groove, once you understand what strategy suits you. And particularly the first time you're able to pull any equity out, tax-free money to, to go and deploy into another asset and start building a portfolio, it just switches in your brain. You go, oh my God, why isn't everyone doing this? This is incredible. Yeah, you're right. It's a game changer. Once you do get access, you manufacture that equity and you're right. I remember when I first had access to that, you're just like, oh my God, like this is the path. That's right. I'm surprised, hey, like when I asked you that question earlier about other people in the military, I would think that in the military, your career comes to an end at some stage and then you guys are literally earning money, but you're, let's say, out of civilization for, I'm sure, a large part of the year. So I would naturally just think that people are thinking about, well, what's next after and how do I get my money to work for me? But it's interesting, right? Like maybe not for everyone. Yeah, and I find that a really big problem and it's kind of led to my passion and where I really get my values of me operating as a buyer's agent because so many people are not thinking about that, particularly in the military. Like you just said, career comes to an end whether you end it or your body ends it because it is very taxing on the body. So a lot of injuries come about and so many people don't have a game plan or haven't even thought about it. The problem is you, most people join the army so young and then you kind of get absorbed into this lifestyle and this kind of, I dare say, bubble that defense kind of protects you in, in terms of you have all your health services there, you have everyone to assist you, like everything's not done for you, but you're kind of supported. And then you get out of that and then you, you start sinking. And that's why it's such a big problem these days as we see veterans move out of the actual active defense and they've got issues to get a job or whatnot. So that's where my passion comes. I was like, oh, we're going to get these people to start thinking about not only straight after military, but beyond, particularly because when people deploy as well, you earn good money, but coming back and buying a Hilux with a 1,500,000 inch lift is probably not the best way to go in terms of your plan to get out of the military when it happens. Yeah. So what's your plan? I mean, you've obviously started your buyer's agency business. What's the substance behind the name of your, your BA business? Yeah. So the Charleston Group, it's actually the name of our first property. So that, it just resonated with me, kind of highlights the start of my journey, myself and Georgie, my partner. And so... That's just what the name became. I just she she actually thought of it and said, "What about you just call it this?" And I wanted to put the group in there because I want to you know build a few other things around that, not just be you know Tim Brown Buyers Agency. You know my name's a bit boring as well, so the Charleston Group became the the, the name of the company, and I really want to yeah develop that, and it's got a bit of meaning behind for me. I love that. That's cool. I didn't know that. And so is that the name of the street, or is that the name of the property? The street, yeah. That's unreal. So your partner, Georgie, is she working with you in the business? She does a little bit of admin at the moment, which will start ramping up as it's needed. But we do have a six-month-old boy, so that's very time-consuming for both of us, but particularly her who is staying at home at the moment to look after him. That makes sense. So are you like super focused on trying to educate in the military around investing in property? Is that part of like what you're looking to do? Yeah, 100%. Like obviously operating as a buyer's agent, having my own business, getting income is goal and part of it. And that's the natural business, right? But also I get so much like intrinsic value from being able to help out or continue to help out that veteran community, particularly, especially ones who are in defense and looking to get out or ones who have already got out and they, they have money and they want to do something with it. So that's a huge passion for me to really educate people and set people up even if they don't use me i just i don't care i will just speak to anyone about like hey this is what i think and and i really like working with a lot of younger soldiers who are thinking what can i do to set myself up now i'm 18 19 20 i want a really good income straight away 
So there's a lot of surplus cash flow there. And how can we build out positions so whenever they get out, they're set up, all these have some sort of foundation beneath them. I love it, man. Like, you know, in BAI, we've got some ex-athletes. We've got quite a few, NRL and AFL and a few different ones. And they face the same problems, like whereby these people, they, they become an athlete early on. They don't know how to manage their money. And then their career might end early. And then they're just like, you know, don't know what to do. And don't know how to utilize their money. And a lot of them just spend their money on cars or stupid shit and then end up with no money. So I think also like sporting, military, like there needs to be a lot of, a lot more, I guess, I guess, guidance and education around, I guess, what to do after. So I think it's really cool what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. And and exactly right. I think the thing with military makes it a little bit harder is where like you earn okay money, but you, you're on a government wage at the end of the day. And I've said this recently in a few podcasts, he's like, you can be the best soldier ever, but you're still capped at the weight. You'll still get the pay, get paid as someone who's not performing, right? Whereas, you know, there are, say, ath- professional athletes and stuff like that. They've got good income and lots of opportunity. Whereas, you know, say a soldier's income on government weights, you really need to be particularly smart and, and have a really good strategy to deploy that cash properly at the very start as well. Yeah, I, I, I get that. And I didn't even think of that, a differentiation. So you're an investment Focus business, right? Yeah. Buying Australia-wide? Australia-wide, yeah. I, I don't do owner-occupier, maybe later on, but I'm as I've just said, I'm really passionate about helping people build out that foundation portfolio for the future. And man, how are you loving it? Like, obviously, you know, your first passion you said or the first goal was to get into the military. You got into that, tick that box, and now you, then you obviously wanted to get into property investing. You tick that box, and, and now you are running your own buyer's agent business and helping other people. Like, how does it feel? It feels really good and I love it. So it's it's been really nice to find a new passion because Army was that. And so it's really nice to grasp this and run with this. And I'm, I'm very early on in my business, but I'm already working with quite a few clients that have generated a lot of interest from. And it's really awesome just to see them tick when I, I provide some insights or education and then for them to be happy to come on board and use me as a buyer's agent so I can help them out. It's I get so excited about it that sometimes in my similar clients meetings, I get so excited that, that they, they're almost like, well, this guy's full on. I was like, oh, sorry, I have to stop him. Like, sorry, I just get really excited and passionate. And, and I actually don't try and rein that in anymore because people see that passion. They go, oh, I actually like that. Like it's really authentic and you actually really care about it. And it's true. So it's been really fun doing it. Yeah, you're right, man. Passion's infectious and you don't want to, you, you don't want to dial that down. You want to dial it up. And, you know, you, you've been in the trenches. Like while you were obviously deployed, you learned about property investing, you then executed on it, you built a very successful portfolio. So, you know, you're in a very good position to help guide people. Yeah, thanks. And it's, it's been really exciting already. And I, I'm, I'm so excited for this year because it's where I can really start to sink my teeth in and start developing really good relationships with people and, and just keep building out this business to help everyone. That's unreal. So is this the first business that you've started? Yeah, it's my only business. I've, I've always been in military or federal government. So this is the first time and this is the first wise agency business and it's starting really strong and really well. And what excites me is that I've started in a time that's really low sentiment, really negative vibes out there between people, between the media and experts in bankings and all that stuff like that. So I've already had a lot of interest, which is so good. So I'm excited to see when I believe things start to pick up again and the rates start to level out and even decrease. I'm excited to see what that does for the business as well and get people back on board to start investing for the future. 
Yeah, man, that's really good perspective that you've got and that you just shared. And I, I, I really agree with you. I mean, the fact that you ask, you used to develop your business in a market with low sentiment and you recognize that and you're getting a lot of traction clearly. And I guess when the market does turn, it just goes to show how busy you're going to be. I, I wanted to ask you something. So like starting any new business is always, or starting any business is always challenging full stop. What skills have you brought over from your time in the military? Like it could even just be resilience or whatever. Like what have you found has been useful for you starting your business and running your business that you cultivated in your time in the military? Yep. Good question. I like it. There's quite, there's a couple, but the main one is mindset because I have a real driven mindset and positive mindset. So it's all about building resilience and building an understanding of what, why you're doing something and, and attaching emotion to the whole journey and where you want to get to. And and things go wrong with property. Things go wrong in life all the time. But if you can have a robust mindset, not only as an investor, but as an individual, you're going to weather so much more than the person who's who's not there consciously thinking about you know what their mindset is and how they can take on adversity at all. So that's a huge one for me, having a mental fortitude to be able to endure whatever it is. And then the other ones are just basic military skills that that I regard is just like planning, just planning, strategy, structure, discipline. Discipline is freedom. And it's hard for people to think discipline is freedom. I don't understand that. But anyone who's disciplined knows that it's freedom because you you do the things that you don't want to do regardless, okay? If you do the things that you always want to do, you're probably going to sit on your couch most of life. So it's about putting all those things together and that's my kind of core foundations of my business model to help people that have gotten from the military. I love it. Tim, you're a gun, excuse the pun. You're going to crush it. I'm, I'm really excited to see where you're going to take your business. It's, I think it's a matter of like how hard you want to go because you know, you've know you clearly got the passion, you're driven, you're coming from a place of care, you've You've really been in the trenches and done it. So I think a lot of people are going to be inspired by your story. And you've obviously got a very good background and those skills that you just shared with us are the makeup of a you know successful entrepreneur. So where can people find you? Yeah, thank you, Ben. Yeah, so you can jump on my website at www.thecharlestongroup.com.au or same name for Facebook and Instagram. So you can jump on there or you can just give me a call on 0425-754-124. And yeah, but the website's a good one to go and you can book in a session. Unreal. Well, on that note, Tim, great to chat and look forward to connecting back hopefully another year or so. 